Good morning. Welcome to my view from the rim. This is your host, as always. Um, I'd like to first apologize that it has been an extended time over a month. Um, not even sure why exactly it's been so long. Uh, but I do apologize for that. Uh, we're going to try to get back on track here. And we're going to do talk about a few things. Um, I've seen a lot of things going over on Facebook and such regarding National Daughters Day and National uh, Sons Day. And so I have both. And so I'd just like to tell them all um, that I love all of them um, unconditionally. They Most of them won't hear that. Um, I'm not sure if any of them listen to the podcast, and that's too bad. Um, this is not going to be directed specifically at them. This is going to be directed more actually to, well, it's just a, a, a podcast in general. It's going to be a, um, a Christian podcast, if you will, um, talking a lot about redemption, talking a lot about forgiveness. Um, as I was doing my Come Follow Me, and for those who don't know, Come Follow Me is the uh, lesson plan uh, for members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints uh, through the year, where each week um, is assigned a certain section and of scripture um, as you go through uh, whichever uh, book you're reading and you do a lot of side reading besides because you're not just reading the scripture which is extremely important but you're also wanting to learn more in depth and the rabbit hole that I fell down actually was led, I feel, uh, to talk about um, was in regards to, well, first let me just talk about this is a, uh, this past week was 3rd Nephi uh, out of the Book of Mormon, another testament of Jesus Christ, 3rd uh, Nephi chapter 12 through 16, and it is the visit of Jesus Christ, the resurrected Christ, uh, to the Nephites in the Promised Land. Um, he came, and much of that is described in chapter 11. But in beginning in chapter 12, he really began to teach the Nephites what he had taught the Jews in Jerusalem. Um, he taught the Beatitudes. He taught um, the higher law, that no longer was it imperative to live the law of Moses as far as uh, blood sacrifice goes. In fact, uh, blood sacrifice was no longer accepted. What was accepted uh, at that point was a broken heart and contrite spirit. But as he was giving, as he was explaining to the Nephites, and and uh, he was explaining to them 
all of these different things, and then he came across this. Um, be perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. Uh, which you can also find in Matthew, of course, uh, chapter 12 of 3rd Nephi is um, very similar because it's Christ given the Beatitudes from the Sermon on the Mount to the Nephites. And so, of course, it coincides considerably uh, with with uh, chapter 5. And so, and the reason I bring that up is because a lot of people... Um, sadly, uh, uh, people try to look at that standard and they say, there's no way I can live up to that standard. And the talk, I wanted to actually branch away from the Book of Mormon for just a little bit. Um, and by the way, um, even though I will be citing uh, an apostle of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, I, I'd ask those who listen who are not members of that church to listen to the doctrine that is taught by this apostle and listen for the truth in that doctrine. Of course, the apostle is Jeffrey R. Holland. And the talk that he gave was in, um, oh, I don't even remember when it was. I think it was October of 2017. And the title of it is Be Therefore Perfect Eventually. And this is something that's very critical. And yes, unlike Joe Biden, who's not going to credit those who, who he, whom he quotes, I will say that uh, most of this is going to, I'm going to read uh, a little bit um, out of uh, Jeffrey Holland's talk. And then I will probably comment on it a little bit. And so I'm just going to start quoting right out of it. He says, Around the church, I hear many who struggle with this issue. I am just not good enough. I fall so, sh so, I fall so far short. I will never measure up. I hear this from teenagers. I hear it from missionaries. I hear it from new converts. I hear it from lifelong members. One insightful Latter-day Saint, Sister Darla Isaacson, has observed that Satan has somehow managed to make covenants and commandments seem like curses and condemnations. For some, he has turned the ideals and inspiration of the gospel into self-loathing and misery-making. Now, the first time as I was reading that as part of my study, the first thing I thought about was one of the tenets of 
Ayn Rand, uh, her teachings in objectivism and, and through uh, Atlas Shrugged and the Fountainhead, is that religion frequently, the whole point of religion is to browbeat people into submission with this very kind of attitude. That, that it's all about you're not good enough. You're not capable of being good enough. Or as Elder Holland said, for some he has turned the ideals and inspiration of the gospel into self-loathing and misery-making, end quote. Think about that. Is that how true religion should be? You know, we are taught in the Old Testament that the Sabbath should be a delight unto man. Modern day revelation teaches, well, actually in the Book of Mormon, that man is that he might have joy. We're not put on this earth to go through a life of misery. We're put on this earth to be tested because you can't understand the sweet without understanding the bitter. There are some people listen to this that will understand it better than others. So I'm going to continue quoting... What I now say in no way denies or diminishes any commandment God has ever given us. I believe in his perfection, and I know we are his spiritual sons and daughters with divine potential to become as he is. I also know that as children of God, we should not demean or vilify ourselves as if beating up on ourselves is somehow going to make us the person God wants us to become. I'll break there just a moment. How important is that? And how many of us do that? And believe me, when I say us, I actually mean us, because those who know me and have hung out with me personally know that there are not many people that beat themselves up more than your host. That is not what he wants. In fact, we are mocking him. If we are his spirit children... Should we treat one another with anything but respect and love and kindness? And doesn't that include ourselves? Sadly, it does. And when I say sadly, I'm just kidding. It's just something I have to work on. So picking up uh, where I left off, with a willingness to repent and a desire for increased righteousness always in our hearts, 
I would hope we could pursue personal improvement in a way that doesn't include getting ulcers or anorexia, feeling depressed, or demolishing our self-esteem. That is not what the Lord wants for primary children or anyone else who honestly sings, I'm trying to be like Jesus. Our pathway to perfection should never lead us down a road of self-destruction. Never. God understands our hearts more than we understand ourselves. He knows what our intentions are, even when we seem incapable of following them. Now, again, I'll just remind you what he said, that there's no way denies or diminishes any commandment. I'm just saying that the Lord loves us and knows us better, and he knows our hearts. And he does not want us to make ourselves sick because we are not living up to perfection. We can't in this life. Period. We're a falling people. We are a fallen people. We're the natural man. And what we are here to do is to try our best to shrug off the natural man. To develop our faith in Jesus Christ, our Father's Son, only begotten Son in the flesh. to repent of our sins, and to strive daily to keep his commandments. Doesn't excuse us from our sins or give us a reason to live a, a life of... of uh, Loose living, I don't know how else to put it, but it escaped me. I had the word and then I lost it. We have to try to the best of our ability, knowing that God knows our heart. And if he knows our heart, then he knows whether we're trying or not. And let's see where we are time-wise. I think we're doing all right. Yeah, we've got enough time because my favorite part of the tale is from uh, part of uh, his talk. It's uh, towards the closing end. 
Um, he, um, for those that don't know, uh, Jeffrey Holland was president of BYU University uh, during the 1980s. He also, uh, his degree is in English literature, or in literature. And so you will hear frequently him quote um, authors. Uh, and, and this talk is no exception. This is uh, Leo Tolstoy. Um, from Leo Tolstoy's Spiritual Writings. Uh, and to me, this was fascinating. So I want you to listen very carefully. Uh, it's a little bit of a lengthy quote, but uh, we're going to go through it. He says, In that regard, Leo Tolstoy wrote once of a priest who was criticized by one of his congregants for not living as resolutely as he should, the critic concluding that the principles the erring preacher taught must therefore also be erroneous. In response to that criticism, the priest says, Look at my life now and compare it to my former life. You will see that I am trying to live out the truth I proclaim. Unable to live up to the high ideals he taught, the priest admits he has failed, but he cries. Attack me, if you wish. I do this myself, but don't attack the path I follow. If I know the way home, but am walking along it drunkenly, is it any less the right way simply because I am staggering from side to side? Do not gleefully shout. Look at him. There he is crawling into a bog. No, do not gloat, but give your help to anyone trying to walk the road back to God. My friends, that is a very, very powerful statement. Very powerful. It encompasses everything that I wanted to say. I guess I could have just done that. It had been one minute, uh, one minute podcast. Um, you know, how many people say, well, I mean, have you heard this before? Well, he says he's Christian, but look what he does. That's the problem whenever people know that, that you are a believer is that you put a target on your back. That's a true statement. And so when you fail, which inevitably you will, because none of us are perfect, what happens? See? See? Hypocrite. What did the priest say? Compare me to how I was. And you will see that I'm trying to live what I am teaching. I especially like how he compares it to walking side, drunkenly side to side. But he's walking in the right direction.
how many of us make mistakes along the way? How many of us get mired down? I pray that people, when they hear the words, be perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect, that they do not take that so seriously that they hold themselves to an impossible standard. I pray that those who lead congregations, that they will understand that as well. I had a leader in Twin Falls uh, because of my position in my uh, ward ecclesiastical unit um, that I had to go to these uh, meetings every now and then. And I remember him saying, and this is a very true statement, he said, brethren, if I walk into your meeting and I don't smell cigarette smoke in the back, you're not doing your job. Of course, what he means is because uh, members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, part of that is that we do not smoke. But people who are not consistently coming, some do. And what his intent was, we need to be finding the lost sheep wherever they may be. And we need to be inviting people to come and see. My brothers and sisters, the gospel is real. Christ died on the cross for us. He lived and he died and he was resurrected on the third day and he lives today. I so testify. This is my view from the rim, differentiating from the Snake River Lib and there's an overview looking above the turbulent waters. for a grander view of the big picture. Have a great night and a blessed morning.